0: Hey, thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Lee Merritt of the, I'm with the MedicalRebel.com, and my very dangerous co-host Courtney Turner is here. Courtney is with Courtney Turner Podcast. and uh, it'll be another another dual show here when she shows up. In the meantime, don't forget to go to the RNC Store, RNCStore.com/slash-dangerous. That is uh, one of our sponsors, and we really like these guys. Uh, they've been way ahead of the wellness curve. RNC uh, does the apricot seeds and they're the, it's B17. So it improves your immune system um, in all ways. We use the code DANGEROUS to get 10% off at checkout. And um, they, I mean, they have a variety of products. We're still hoping for the bars, but uh, in the meantime, get the nuts. So we also have uh, BraveTV.Store as our sponsor uh, BraveTV.Store. And again, the promos, code is dangerous uh we had jason dean on the show here and he's a uh, uh, uh the, one of the creators of their parasite uh, uh material how to how to get rid of parasites i mean i've got a protocol but he's got some stuff to do it so uh there you go help support the store so courtney you out there
1: i'm here <laughs> hey okay. how are you Hi. yeah i have a I, I think I, I threw, I finished the, the protocol. I started phase one, but I did the power one. I don't think we can see it nice. Nice. Four, uh, so. uh, with the binders. I think the binders are really important. Oh right? did you,
0: I, I, I'm not, I'm don't want to get personal, but did you get any, did you notice any difference?
1: Have you you noticed know, I, out I think I did in the beginning. There was definitely a, I, I felt like I had more events. In the
0: because well, i'm, I'm going to tell you uh you know I'm, i get stuff all the time it's so much it's so funny these are not my patients since i don't run a clinic but these are my friends who send me their parasites in the toilet pictures it's just kind of creepy but keep but people need to keep in mind not everybody has gut parasites that's, right. that's just a pathway for them uh, right. a lot of what we're talking about that makes us sick are intracellular microscopic parasites that haven't yeah. been realized or, or paid attention to by our medical training in our medical profession it's a big big failure on our part i think for I, do, I think so
1: too and i think a lot of like skin issues are uh par- parasite related pretty much everything People i mean the way out
0: you know uh, when you when you subtract all the bs and all the nonsense and all the made-up lies about viruses and and junk it, it boils down to three things i think it boils down to electromagnetic damage toxins mm-hmm. and parasites and parasites yep. are a big one so
1: i think so too yeah but
0: tonight today we're talking about a climate smart
1: commodity projects yeah. so i i think yeah. I, we talked a little bit about uh the knacks uh a few episodes ago right i had right. actually gone to the uh to the state senate and I did a whole presentation. And tell for, us again
0: what NAC stands for, because some of us, it stands for n cysteine. So we have to get back to the <laughs> Right, in, in it's context. not that one.
1: That, that's the good kind of NAC. Yeah, this, that, these, right. uh, yeah, these are not so great. It is the natural asset companies. Right. So... Uh, What they were trying to do, it was the intrinsic exchange group that had uh, partnered up with the New York Stock Exchange. So the New York Stock Exchange was double dipping here uh, on this project. And what they were trying to do was get the Securities Exchange Commission to put a new rule, to propose a rule where they would put natural asset companies up on the New York Stock Exchange. And so this would mean that there's a whole new category of companies that could be invested in, and it would be... Um, listed pu- publicly traded on this New York on the New York Stock Exchange, and this is an agenda that's been in the works for a long time. The Intrinsic Exchange Group of uh, so, of course, one of their partners was the New York Stock Exchange, but it was also uh, the Rockefeller Foundation. Uh, it was IBD Labs, uh, IBD, and also Abadir Ventures, who they they are a venture firm uh, company, but they like venture capital firm, but they specialize in medical technology. Uh, that's most of what they uh, invest in, which I thought was very interesting. And I, I'm sh- not sure it's unrelated. And right. then entertaining ideas. And I don't know what they do. I couldn't find anything on them. Their sub-partners were people like Nestle, who I think is relevant because right. Nestle right. commodified water. And then the other one uh, that I thought was interesting was the World Wildlife Organization. You know, the brainchild oh, yeah. of Julian. We always Hustle. knew they were corrupt. Yes, yeah, that's the, the well, brainchild of J- Julian
0: let me just summarize in short though, what you really talked about with that is that they're using natural assets like water, air, you know, and, and claiming that by buying, they're going to market them so that somebody can then own them. They were yes. your so they- livelihood, your air around you essentially, and they can trade it on the stock market. And you know where this goes. It goes to total control of human beings. That's what this goes That's to. That's right. So, and how and does it, this, now the new one is different. Yeah, Sorry. The new one is
1: climate smart commodities. So I, I just want to mention with, with that one, they thought that there was upwards of five quadri- four quadrillion dollars to be made. Uh, In commodifying the water, the air, uh, the resources. And it's not just about, and this is really important for people to understand, it's not just about ownership, because it's publicly traded, right? So it's not just, they're not necessarily going to own that land, although they might, uh, in some cases, really, largely what it's about is what they're calling ecosystem management rights. So somebody could have a privately owned land and through a a land trust, they have a conservation easement on that land. And now that land gets enrolled in a natural asset company and it's up on this publicly traded system where then they have the people who have invested in the NAC can have controlling rights. So they can decide under the guise of, quote unquote, conservation, sustainability, that they want to achieve low yield or in some cases, no yield. Which means that you cannot produce on that land at all. So then you couldn't farm, you can't drill, you you can't access the resources that are on right. that land. So so that's I'm really important that. for right. but, and
0: we've already seen that because we've seen, you know, you have your land. Oh, but we've declared it wetlands and you can't you yeah. can't uh, dry it up and farm it. Or you can't yeah. put cattle on it or whatever. We've declared um, it. Yeah. So they they've been working at this for a while, but this is now it, the latest.
1: No, yeah. And, and they've been doing it in this speaking in the Senate, but they were doing it in Europe. So as of 2012, 90 countries had already signed on for national asset companies. I actually just did an interview with someone who lives in Poland, and he was talking about what was going on there, um, because that this agenda has been so far ahead there. Um, and they don't call it actually natural asset companies even there. They they call it like agricultural uh, commodity projects or some, something like that. I don't remember the exact name. But this is very much related to it, these uh, climate smart commodity projects. And so what happened was back in, I, I believe it was March of uh, 2022, the, the SEC, again, our, our dear friends at the SEC, uh, they announced plans to force all publicly traded companies to submit an ESG report, and this became this is kind of problematic. Of course, ESG is environmental, um, social governance. That that's what the ESG right. stands for, and it's it's really nonsense. It's nonsense, but it's all part of this uh, UN, uh, you know, net zero uh, agenda, and they had uh, this program to create, creates partnerships. It's like, this is how they create these public private partnerships. And so under the guise of environmentalism, equity and uh, inclusion and all of these buzzwords. So there were three scopes to this SEC uh, proposal. So scope one was that they're reporting the greenhouse gases to that the company emits. Scope two is reporting the greenhouse gases that come from the energy that the company uses. I mean, it's all really the same thing. And then scope three is reporting greenhouse gas of your suppliers or and your customers. And so you would think that they there would be pushback on this just because it's a gross overreach of the SEC. I mean, the SEC should have uh, no purview over uh, any of this, but that's not actually what happened. What happened was there was major pushback because a lot of the farmers were saying that they couldn't. Uh, report ESG. They didn't have any metrics. There was no way of uh, monitoring and measuring uh, the ESG. And so that's where a lot of this pushback came back, came from. Um, So of course, uh, you know, they've created this problem, but don't worry, they have a a solution solution. for you. Um, and their solution was back in September of 22, uh, they, uh, USDA, so the United States Department of Agriculture announced that they were going to put in $3.1 billion into climate smart commodity projects. And so now climate smart commodity projects, just to give you a little bit of like uh, uh, an idea of where these funds went, I have some of the numbers, 90 million went to ADM uh, food company, 95 million went to Iowa soybean association. 60 million into the Nature Conservatory, Conservancy, sorry, 27 different universities with payments ranging from 4 million to 80 million dollars. Uh and it was there was 123 total listed quote unquote lead partners. Uh, I thought the one that I thought was really interesting, and some of those partners are like Cargill and Costco. Well, uh, ADM
0: is so, Archer Daniels Midland, I'm sure sure, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. I mean, these are big. Yeah. Corporate conglomerates they are doing mm-hmm. very well. They don't need oh, yeah. they don't need our tax dollars, but they just got them,
1: but they did. <laughs> uh, and ninety million of them. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah, um, but this I thought was just kind of like so egregious. So forty million dollars uh, into the farm journal. and I mean, I can only conjecture that that's for propaganda purposes. I mean right then they I own don't...
0: the journal. then they own what's said. How exactly. do we not mis- how do we not misunderstand that one? I mean, <laughs> how can? How again, that's what they're doing. They're that's how they got they how we got here with them owning all the media
1: exactly, owning the narrative. What's it and,
0: for Iowa? I missed that.
1: Oh, yeah. Iowa, Iowa supports, 30, supports uh, 30 climate smart commodity projects with the potential of 43 commodities and 113 practices are implemented.
0: Wow. I'm we we should do this. We should have you on uh, uh my Iowa corner show to talk about this because I don't think people are aware of this. I mean, I'm not.
1: Yeah, no, I I would totally. Yeah, I'd be happy to do it. We can do a specifically Iowa focus so that they yeah. know what's going on, and they and I'm sure there are specific uh, regulations, and uh, I'd have to look into what the uh, specific practices that they're implementing there, but so that they can know what to look for and to hopefully push back. So I mean, we've
0: watched Iowa do. farmers be bought, and I think they're fighting back now. I think they realize what's going on, but they they that's why the family farm is going away even though it was very productive and very uh you know very green by by real standards not by their standards
1: mm-hmm. yeah Um, well they're definitely being bought i mean that's what's going on and it's been going on for decades in europe is these farmers are being bought out they're being paid not to farm and so they're being paid uh, and then they they get paid and then they have they hire other people to tend to those lands but they have all sorts of regulations on them so they can't you know farm in the the practices that they'd like and they really don't have any control anymore um, so we've seen where that's going and then they, they do the same kind of things where they create these problems and then solutions, but like they tell them they can only do for a while, they can only do regenerative type of organic practices. And then they switched that and said that, well, that's not sustainable. And so they force them into this whole sustainable, uh, methodology. And then of course they came back and said, oh no, no, you have to do only organic farming. So they just end up pricing people out. And regulating them out. And of course, a lot of people can't switch over fast enough to keep up with the system. And that's kind of what's happening here. And this is why they got so much pushback because there was no way to monitor. So it wasn't even just the fact that I think on principle the farmers should have been arguing that, you know, I mean, there's no reason to monitor greenhouse gas emissions, right? Like that's that's not a thing. Carbon is literally what you put into you put carbon dioxide into a greenhouse in order to have things grow. That's what you do. It's a life molecule. But that should have been where they were standing up and pushing back, but they weren't. Where they were pushing back is that they couldn't keep up. There was just no way to measure. And so these Climate Smart Commodity Projects are are stepping in to create different means of being able to measure uh, your greenhouse gas emissions. So they partnered with uh, all sorts of different companies like Trimble and Comet and uh, Agri crop i think is the other one uh it's agriweb and so these are different uh like technological interfaces that will help you to track and monitor your uh greenhouse gas emissions
0: you know i just picture one of these universities taking these multi-million dollars and and you know we've done things like this with to to measure energy uh in and out and your vo2 max and things and put some some guy in a in a bubble, in a, in a glass aquarium type thing where he has got his oxygen mask on that you know has CO2 measurements when it comes out. And then they'll see how much he farts and how much he gives off so that we can know the exact, they're gonna measure the exact CO2 off of every human being. That's what they're gonna do. I, I just see this coming. I can see that coming I mean, too. They're, they're worried about cow farts, How come they're not worried about us? You know, it's just craziness, and it gets crazier by the minute. This is this is what the Soviets called hyper-realism, where you just get led down and you start agreeing to things that are completely absurd. It really is theater of the absurd.
1: It is theater of the absurd, and I I think you're right. I mean, they this goes all the way back. So I mean, this whole agenda obviously goes so far back, and they. Talked about how, uh, you know, in the Club of Rome limits of growth document, uh, that this is where a lot of this climate narrative comes from. Um, yeah, we'll get to that. And, and, and I, was, I just
0: want to throw but, something in because it's in the yeah. news right now. I don't know if you saw it. Um, where, there's a thing called chlormaquat. It's a, it's a, they, we've heard about paraquat. So they're these quat things. there it tends to tell you they're in the same family. These are herbicides. Okay. And chlormaquat has just been measured in oatmeal. And in people, and apparently in oatmeal, most oatmeal has chloramphenicol in it, unless it's grown organic. And even two out of the seven samples, I think, had it. It's, it has all these bad side effects, right? Um, but the point being is, why is it it's suddenly in big use all over?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's because of the no-till farming. One of the things. Yeah, well, that's do.
1: one of the uh, missions so they, in this. Yeah.
0: Right. So they 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 convince people to do things, and and there's no question that no-till farming has some great benefit, but there's a cost to it, and the and sure. the people that are setting up the rules never understand that. So yeah, that's it. Chemical found in Cheerios, Quaker Oats may cause fertility issues. Yes. Chloramquat. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Chloramquat.
0: Oh yeah, I did see this about Cheerios. So yeah, it's another a Quaker example oats as well. Of this that there's that when you decide to do and again this has to do with a grain based society yeah right? that's the whole right this is not yeah. because you're raising beef this is because you're raising corn soy wheat the grains and they've convinced us to have this grain based diet that's that's caused this, this monoculture this is what they do
1: they, they, they move you over either by uh, propaganda or by regulation. And with the farmers, a lot of it's through regulation. Uh, but, you know, of course, with the grains, part of that was uh, propaganda and messaging. And then they say, oh, no, like you can't do that where, you know, that they change over the whole plan. And you can't just switch people over when there's a whole infrastructure. Right. That's, I mean, see, that's what you're seeing right. in Europe and that's why they're in the position they're in. And a huge part of what's going on in Europe is because the back by the time it was 2012 when the uh, UN created their SEA ecosystem accounting uh, white paper. Not just voodoo economics. It's just like it's a way to create, uh, you know, cap- natural asset capital, so they can value uh, the natural assets, the natural resources, the water, the air. Photosynthesis is in there. I mean, it's crazy. Oh um, but this was <laughs> back in 2000. I know you can't make this up. It's so crazy. That's but then back in 2012, when they put forth this document, because SEEA stands for Systems of Environmental uh, Economic. Uh, Accounting ecosystem accounting, and when they did that, 90 countries had already signed on for nat- NACs, natural asset companies. So they don't all call it NACs, but they've all adopted this uh, a system of nat- uh, natural capital accounting, which the Biden administration signed on for back in January of 2023. They put forth their document, and I I don't know why I can never remember the name of the right? system of environmental economic accounting ecosystem accounting. It's SEE. A, ecosystem accounting, um, long an acronym, uh, a long acronym. But the Biden's uh, administration variation was called Natural Strat- National Strategy to develop statistics for environmental economic decision, a U.S. system of natural capital accounting and Associated Environmental Economic Statistics. And this was done by the Office of Science and Technology Policy, Office of Management, and Budget, Department of Commerce, January 2023. And at that time, they had also uh, put nature on the balance sheet. They did an executive order to put nature on the balance sheet. So they're trying to leverage the debt using these natural assets, natural uh, accounting, uh, natural asset capital and uh, they also at that time did uh, it was the 30 by 30 agenda but they ca- they renamed it because they got a lot of pushback and so now they call it uh, america the beautiful uh, which sounds Oh yeah better.
0: again you know it's it's kind of like save the whales and what they're going to do is figure out a way to kill them that's what they all yeah,
1: do. that's exactly. What they always do. Um well, they have a whole Make initiative sure on, on peace state. and you know how they're going to get peace we're going to have war <laughs> yeah. Right. They had that whole campaign. Don't worry. We're, we're going to get yeah. peace. We just have to have Fight war in order to get peace. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what they're doing. But they it was part of Biden's uh 15 year green agenda. And so, yeah, this is all part of and the 30 by 30 plan America now called America the Beautiful is really just all about having a By 2030, 30% of the Earth's land and water cannot be used or inhabited by human beings. And this is just a stepping stone. They want to get to what's called the Half Earth Agenda. And this was written by the biologist E.O. Wilson, and it was called Half Earth. And so it's the same premise, but it's by 2050 that only half of the Earth can be inhabited or used for human production or use. And they're
0: actually not talking about half of the earth. They're talking about half of the habited earth now, because if you look at the earth, I think Mm -hmm. it's something like 35% of the earth has never even been explored by foot.
1: Oh, no, I know. You're you're absolutely right.
0: It's not. Yeah. And so uh, we are not overpopulated. We are actually, but we're in a, we're in a climate zone that we have to survive in. And they're going to take that away is what they're going to do.
1: No I think you're absolutely right when you look at so this green, this is the normal use, which of course is the where humans can be or produce or inhabit, and that's where that's so a very small portion, obviously as you can see uh, but you're absolutely right. I don't remember the exact numbers, but uh, the guy I just did an interview with he was going through, and it was both in Europe and the United States where uh, it was really it ends up being sixty percent because they've already achieved by their own numbers the thirty percent. Goal, So they're really talking about 30% more, which would be 60%. So you're absolutely right on that. It's really, it's a very scary agenda. And of course, it's a way of being able to, yes, obviously control the natural assets and control the natural resources limit our use and access to them. Uh, but then at the same time, they want to commodify it. So they're going to get very, very wealthy. And that's, this is part of why I want you to sound the alarm about the Climate Smart Commodity Projects, because, you know, whatever they can track and surveil and measure, they can regulate. So mm. if you if you address this and you eliminate these Climate Smart Commodity Projects, then they don't have the means to be able to regulate because they can't measure it. So it just becomes arbitrary, which is what it is. It's all arbitrary. I mean, you can't commodify the air. How do you know how much the air is worth? How do you decide that? It's a made up economic system completely. It doesn't subscribe to general accounting principles, a generally accepted accounting principle. That's why they had to make up their own one. And I think I told you this the last time, but I just, I, I just thought it was hilarious because when I looked up GAP, you know, like they would not spell it out. They use the acronym. And when you look up GAP, the demon comes up. Like when I hover over, you know, you get the Wikipedia demon and it says uh, it's a medical demon that uh, helps women to find their partners, but it renders them infertile.
0: Oh, that's right. It's It's like G-A-A-P or something. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: I don't know. I mean, it may just be a coincidence, but I was like, wow, that's I don't
0: think so. There are no coincidences. I'm telling you, it's just, that's just classic.
1: I think it is what they're doing to land, though. That's exactly what they're doing to land. They, want, they now help you to find financial partners, but it renders the land infertile because it is part of this degrowth agenda. Um, they're calling it low yield or no yield now, but really what it is, is through ecosystem management services uh, and regulations, they will be able to tell you that you cannot produce on your own land. And now with the yeah. Climate Smart Commodity Project, they can tell you, you've released too much uh, greenhouse gas emissions, which essentially is CO2. Uh, so they're going to tell you that you've used up all your carbon credits, you've exceeded the limit. And so now you are not allowed to produce on your land. You're not allowed to farm. You're not allowed to uh, you know, drill, whatever it is that you're using. You may not be allowed to step on it because you're breathing the air. And of course, they've commodified and regulated that as well. Um, and I say that jokingly, but really, I mean, that's basically what they're saying. So the
0: good, the good news here is that when you think about this, I, I see this already. There's already a pushback happening. One of the things that they're talking mm-hmm. about, and I had Trent Luce on uh, my Iowa show talking about ear tags. They wanted to tag all the cattle. and and I And I asked him about it because I said, to me, this looks like. They want to be able to f- fly over and, and register who's got cows that didn't tell yep. us about it. Because then we can me- measure their farts, that kind of thing. Okay. So, or do whatever. They want to vaccinate them. And so, yeah. doc- and cow- cattlemen are not allowing their cows to be vaccinated, by the way. If I know, I know, know I'm hearing what's that. going on. They're pushing back great. against that. So now they're going to, they have to monitor it better. It's a great technocracy principle. We just need better monitoring of mm-hmm. these non-compliant farmers. And so now they're going to put ear tags on. And that's where this goes. I mean, this is, but they're pushing, but the good news is the farmers are pushing back. The ranchers and farmers are pushing back against this because they know where it goes to. It yeah. Goes really. to them not being on their land. And, Which is uh,
1: great. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I think that's, that's exactly it. it. It is the technocracy. And so, and that's what these climate smart commodity projects are. It's just a way to be able to monitor and, and track and surveil. And so they can data mine. They have all the information and then it becomes arbitrary. So who's to say, like, Okay, well now we have some sort of a number that's been given, but how do you know how accru- accurate that is? And but they right. can regulate you through that, so they can tell people that they can't farm. And they're they going to put free. chips.
0: In, they want to put chips in us for the very same reason they want to tag the ears on the cows. Let's not be. They're going to tell you it so you don't have to use a card to go to the bank, but that's not what it's about. So everybody needs to wake the heck up here and realize we're very close to
1: a totalitarian nightmare. Oh, for sure. Um, and there's, I think, also part of it is, you know, while they're trying to create all of these the infrastructure to be able to surveil and track and measure and control us, they're also profiting financially. Yes, off
0: of that's it. what you've just uh, uncovered. Yeah,
1: and that's and that's, I mean, that's even scarier because they're going to implode our financial system while you know, just like 2008, while they get increasingly. Exponentially richer. And this is a quote from the SEC chair, Gary Gensler, and he says, investors re- representing literally tens of trillions of dollars. I'm just going to repeat that because people have no concept of tens of trillions of dollars. I mean, it is like I there's that video where they show you visually what a trillion dollars looks like. I, I saw it I, for the first time a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. And it's I mean, it's astounding. We really yeah. can't fathom when they're talking about four quadrillion dollars that they think they're going to make. I mean, people have no idea what kind of money that is. It's just not really. You might as well say infinite. Uh, So tens of trillions of dollars support climate related disclosures because they recognize that climate risk can pose significant financial risks to companies and investors, need reliable information about climate risk to make informed investment decisions. So this yeah. is just like a whole category of made up nonsense for them to to monetize. Um, yeah. Yeah, some of the other companies that are involved are companies like John Deere, to Tyson Foods. Uh so it's really big, yeah, like well-known kind of entities that provide tremendous amount of food and resources. So
0: Now, you know, it's interesting what you're saying about the trillions of dollars and the quadrillion of dollars and fact mm-hmm. we don't have any, any it also doesn't really, it's really not real. Now, no. let's think about this, you know, because what's happening, here's a, here's a perfect example. Uh, this farmer, this rancher, and I got this again from Trent Luce in Nebraska, a dairy rancher. He'd mm-hmm. always had like 40 cows that he milked, but right. it was through the system. Okay? okay. And the system somehow squelched him, told him he had to do things he couldn't do. And so he ended up, He didn't know what he was going to do. He thought he was going to go bankrupt, you know, and Mm -hmm. and all this bad things started to happen. And then he just decided to go direct to the consumer Mm -hmm. and not go through the system. This Babylonian money system, essentially, is what he's what he stepped out of. He doesn't know that necessarily. And he doesn't call it that. But that's essentially what he stepped out of, Mm -hmm. because all this stuff only makes sense as, a, as an abstract, it doesn't really feed you anything. That quadrillion mm-hmm. dollars, you can't eat. So he just stepped mm-hmm. out of it. Now he farms, he just has seven head of cows. I mean, he's had seven cows. And he's making more money and doing better than he did before. And he's giving a quality, unpasteurized product to people locally. That's great. So suddenly it turned around. And, and I and I see this happening with farmers, that they're mm-hmm. going to local sales. They're going to, to, to local stuff. That's and great. I think this is the this is how and then it, we can you know this is our this is these states that are now putting up. Uh, I guess I lost mine. I thought I had it here all. I kept it here for a long time, but it it was a gold backed dollar and it's basically the gold infused dollars that mm-hmm. you can the, the, the various states are putting out. Yeah. And, uh, or they're legal in various states and yeah that's what we're gonna do. Or or farmers give certificates. Okay, you come buy my beef. And then I give you a certificate good for more beef in the future, and it ends up being like you can, he can, you can use that to get your house painted. You give that certificate to somebody else; it becomes like cash. It's a way of that's great.
1: I think that's where this is going to force us to be, because which I think would be great. And then it means there's something real because something real. They want to take us into a complete virtual reality. I mean, that's that they they've expressed that. I mean, not that they have written documents on it. And it, the more we can get into an analog physical domain, I think that the uh, more we're able to opt out, you know, the more power we have. Yeah. It, oh, so it, South- it
0: bothers. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. The gold fact yeah. state South Dakota, bundle. North- That's very cool. Right. And, 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 uh, it was, uh, uh, Robert, um, Oh gosh, he's a podcaster. He does the silver. Robert, uh, I'm blanking on his name right now anyway, he gave me one of the $1 bills. And so the $1 bill has a weight. It actually has gold. If you, if you wanted to, you could actually extract the gold from it. Okay. Now they, and they've got a way of, so that has actual worth. And then the $5 weigh more and the $10 and the hundred dollars. So you can get bigger and bigger bills. And then you can, uh, you know, obviously then that's it's, it solves the problem in our monetary system of having to buy, you know, an ounce of gold. How are you going to go buy a piece of bread? Right. But you see, and no, yeah. in, in and I think he told me in Texas or someplace wherever it was he was using this that you could actually take this bill in and they they weighed it they did it by the weight of gold in the bill. In other words, they they don't really give you it's worth more than a dollar. Robert Scott Bell, thank you. Oh yay, oh, yeah. I love him. Oh yeah, I do too. So he he said that you when he goes to use this wherever he's doing it he actually gets the the when he pays for something with one of these bills. They give him credit versus by the weight of the gold. So if gold is at two thousand dollars an ounce, that got dollar bill is worth more than if it was a thousand dollars an ounce.
1: Wow! So it,
0: it, it, yeah. So it, it actually works the way real money works, and and the way silver and gold would work before we had all this manipulation going on. It's actually wonderful, and I think this is our answer. That and I local so. produce and getting out of this monoculture. This whole thing. I know the other, the other side of this is. Yeah, these these EPA and FDA and USDA people can sit around and bloviate all they will. But unless they have an enforcement arm, that's all they are. You know, unless Congress I saw a meme the other day, I thought it was pretty good. It says, you know, if if we didn't have policemen willing to use force against their fellow man over these regulations then Congress would just be a group of people screeching at each other. It would have no meaning. You see what I mean? It's true. And, I think that, and that's certainly true. I think that we may not get to this point with Congress as quickly as we will with these guys. But quite frankly, people are getting tired of the uh, the USDA inspectors, the, the county and state, uh, or mostly state, uh, you know, uh, food inspectors right you know they they packed they practically put they put small meat markets small chicken processors out of business in my state we're an, we're an agricultural mm-hmm. state and they right. did it by all this over regulation and it's nonsense and the guys are realizing it's nonsense mm-hmm. and at some point we just got to tell them to go pack sand
1: i i agree i
0: totally you know, are agree you, one of my this is my favorite example my my friend who was had a meat market uh he, he was he was dinged he got a check mark on his inspection because they were he was told he can't use uh shopping carts in his little meat market now they never went outside onto the pavement they were used Mm. to get get deer meat that people had rented locker room in his freezer or hamburger or whatever you know you butcher a cow and you Mm. put it in the freezer you rent lockers and then to get it to their car they could then wheel it to the front of the store and then load it in their car okay and they were—they dinged him because they couldn't verify that the the, the market these things were clean. This is these are shop you know shopping cars. and his point was you know the the local HIV they're sitting out on the blacktop,
1: right? You know where
0: all the where all the exhaust of the cars are.
1: Mm-hmm. What are you
0: talking about here?
1: Right. So that's how absurd it is. It's so absurd. No, it really is. It's and so-
0: the, the people that are doing the regulations, they're doing it to keep their job. They he this
1: guy actually told him, he said, if I don't find
0: something with you, I can't keep my job.
1: I know. Well, I mean, that's what with police. I mean, they just have a quota, yeah. you know, that they're literally just revenue collectors for this for the government. That's that's what they are at this point, especially no, like d- you
0: notice it hard doesn't hard say easy. law enforcement on the side of the car. I know. It says <laughs> uh, police
1: policy. Policy makers, yeah. That's the yeah. word it comes from. It's a policy enforcement car. Yep. Yeah. No, that's absolutely right. Yeah, that, that was really interesting when Jason was saying that. Um, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, about Robert Scott Bell. Because he had told me uh, that he pays his kids in, uh, that they get paid in gold. That's how and he I does was like, it. And I was trying to think of how would that work in the world? Like, I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. I think it's awesome. But I was like, how is that going to be, you know, Functional, yep. but that makes that's sense with the bills that they have. Golden, that's really really awesome. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think that's a that's most of really what I have. It's just I, maybe we can look at some of the. I think some of the partners are. I have mentioned them. There's Trimble. Uh, pro, it's Project Partner Trimble, and then Comet Planner, and then AgriWeb. Those are the the ways Comet, that they're going. The one?
0: What? That was the second one you said. Comet
1: something. Comet planner. So it's C O
0: M E T Planner.
1: Yeah. It's a, yeah, I think it's an acronym.
0: Huh? Oh, oh. I think it's I an I think acronym. it's
1: a n na- yeah, because they have it all, all in all in caps, but I'd have to look it up. Um, but it's Comet Planner Tool. And it was developed by the USDA and Colorado mm-hmm. State University to provide estimates. So they don't even say there it is. So they don't even say that it's uh accurate. They say to provide estimates of carbon sequestration for common conservation agricultural practices. So they already admit that this is not like an exact science. So they're going to come down on you and regulate you and probably fine you or regulate you out of business, but they don't even have an actual metric uh, that is verifiable. Um, Yeah, so it's evaluate potential carbon sequestration and greenhouse gas reductions from adopting NRC. S, conservation practices, NRCS conservation practices, including in Common Planner, are only those that have been identified as having greenhouse gas miga- mitigation, sorry, and/or com- carbon sequestration benefits on farms ran- and ranches. The list of conservation practices is based on the qualitative greenhouse benefits ranking of practices prepared by the NRCS. But they've already said that it's estimates, uh, so. I, I don't know how qualitative estimates are, but yeah, well, I'm curious if it's a, a acronym, just because it is. Yeah, I'm
0: serious because comet seems to show up a lot of places. Uh-huh. Not the least of which, comet Bing Bong. But there's also right. they're they're talking about comets, and they always have. I don't know. It just seems to show up a lot of places. Uh, you know, it's interesting that well, first of all, what puts us under the under their jurisdiction these people and the answer seems to be the corporatization of the world yep. and um you know we're going to have uh, jason Ianon on to talk about you know escaping babylon and getting out of this legal and and th- how the system came to be but it's made of thin air it's made of words and thin air corporations and when people realize i, I think the answer part of the answer too is not only do you have local uh, farms that are selling to local people but you, we need to we need to have somebody to talk to us about land patents and taking back the yes. actual ownership of I our land. I was just talking to
1: my fiance about that. That when we get land, we need a land patent for right. sure.
0: Right, right, because um, you can actually take yourself off the tax rolls. I mean, I've been yep. complaining for a long time. I said this this whole there's nothing more immoral than taxing people out of their homes, and that's what they're doing. One way that is what's happened over many many you know generations that. The, the What our children are going to live in is not the home our great-grandparents lived in. I mean, you look around in, in my state, the old 1880s, they had huge houses, lots of kids, and they did it on a small acreage farm, okay? Yes. Now, you got to work, work three jobs to get a little box house. And people are – and it's because this false money system is taking things from the worker – We're in slavery to where it's a debt slavery, essentially. We're taking it and we're sending it up the chain to these Mm -hmm. big guys that you've identified. A few big guys are going to make all the money on this. In the process, though, they're impoverishing you because you're not getting out of the system. And I think the answer here is we need to get more people on to tell us how to get out of the system. There's one corporation in the world, the Crown Corporation, and everything has been a part of that.
1: I, it's I falling agree. apart
0: now and we need well, to step out. I think the crown out. works
1: with the Vatican and yeah, yeah. but it, so it's a great, right, but it's, they
0: call it the crown corporation and look at all our towns that are incorporated. Did we ever think to ask, ask, ask why we're incorporated? What does that mean? I know. We're right? a corporation. We're not a government agency. And they think of, and the word person, it, and we're going to hear about that next week. Person is, is actually means a corporate entity.
1: Corporate entity. Yeah. So,
0: uh this is this is the, but i think our land our land is not and imp- they do property taxes and they claim mm. they can tax it but really they're taxing your house and the things on the land the land if you have a land patent is yours and they can't tax it
1: yeah so oh, this is allodial title so this is what yeah. so in europe they're called allodial titles Elodial but in uh, they more commonly in the united states is a a a, a land patent what you were just saying uh, but right. that that is what they call it in Europe a uh, allodial title i mean they might call it here as well but that's but its land patent is typically how it's referenced but the property taxes is one of those things that it's like one of my pet peeves uh because people always say how our founding fathers were very adamant about how There has to be of all tax, like they we didn't have income tax back then, but they were very, uh, you know, very adamant about having property taxes. And I'm like, that may be the case. However, what really bothers me about it is that it gives you the illusion that you own property. And didn't they talk about how important property rights were? Uh, This Mm -hmm. was part of what the the whole premise of the United States was predicated on. But what happens if you don't if you default on your on your property taxes? You don't own the land. The government seizes the land from you. So essentially no. that means that you rent the land. You lease right. the land we're from, the from the
0: from the corporate government. But we're from not the corporate rent. government. And that we can step out of. That's what we have to really work on. I I, yeah, the, I
1: think absolutely. We and need to
0: find somebody. Do you know somebody that's an expert on land patents? That's what we need.
1: <laughs> oh there are a lot I, of
0: people. I know they're people I'll look out into there.
1: it. I'm sure I do. Um let me look I, if into not, that.
0: I think our guest next week can tell us.
1: Okay, yeah, um we definitely let's uh, I think we should, uh, but so, with the yeah, so with the taxes, but here's what i I keep warning people about, and this is why I think it's so important that people, if they can, look into doing a land patent on their land because a lot of places in the country you can get land for pretty where your t- taxes are pretty cheap. But what I think is going to happen is they're using all of these different means, like the the NACs, which fortunately, you know, the SEC did withdraw the proposal. But I think they're just going to recircumvent through this ESG and through the Climate Smart Commodity and natural capital accounting. Um, I don't think they're going to give up. I mean, they think that there's four quadrillion dollars on the table for them to gain. So Mm -hmm. I I really don't think they're just going to walk away from it. However, you know they did withdraw the proposal, but I think their goal was to while they're going to monetize and get rich off of it, I think that they're uh, it's very similar to the derivatives which led to the two thousand right impact. exactly, and I think that they're going to try and implode the economic system, and then I think what they'll do after that when they're at the point where they really want to completely seize everything, I think they'll make. The, they'll price out the taxes property taxes where they're so expensive that people are forced to cede their land and i you know i was recently thinking about this and this is apparently this is exactly what they did in the roman empire they outtaxed people so that they had to give up their land why right. wouldn't they why? do the same why thing now why wouldn't
0: it's the same people and it's the same people that did it then as do, are doing That's it now saying, but they're great yeah. great 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 yeah. yeah so so we need to yeah we need to deal with that i will we'll find somebody by the way if you go back up and did you notice the flag there's ron gibson there's apparently land patent guy the first video there that or the first video that the picture that he showed there, he was sitting in front of a flag can you put oh. that up lynn that that ron gibson um okay that one no. you know what that flag is no okay that's our real flag Okay. The flag that, oh. that you see all the time is the war flag of America. This is the peace flag. This is the flag of America that's supposed to be hung. And they've co-opted it for the The, the only place it shows up now is the Coast Guard flag. But it's actually the peace flag of the United States of America.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The
0: other one I've is heard about flag. that, but I've never
1: and actually seen it. The
0: reason and the reason we keep flying the war flag is that we've been run since 1871. We've been run under the War Powers Act. There is no the, that's why the president has to sign everything because he is the commander, the commander in chief in and chief. And unless we're at war, he has no power, but he's got the, under the war powers act. So he is actually, that's why we have a war on terror, a war on drugs, a war on this, a war on that. Yeah. So it's actually, that's what's going on. It's crazy. I have his book. Oh, I should have known
1: that I have that book. Land
0: <laughs> that's what I'm working through right now to do a land okay. patent for mine. Yeah.
1: Very clear. Oh, Very that's awesome. All yeah. Right. Let's try and get him. We'll try and get him that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I I literally just before we went on, I was like, we have to, when we get land, we need to make sure that we're, (laughs) we get a land (laughs) pad.
0: That's awesome. (laughs) You guys are paying attention. See, I wish I'd paid attention 25 years ago. I mean, I wish I knew, obviously, we're in the great awakening, but 25 years ago, this stuff started to, you know, you started hearing about this and it just sounded like crazy talk. I know. And, And now, I just said, oh my gosh, the million dollars probably I paid into the government in taxes in my lifetime, yes. and all the stuff I did not get for it. You right. know, I'm still driving over potholes. I mean, don't tell me that I really got my money's worth here. So, yeah, no, I, I don't it, get it. this is, but you don't. We need people. They don't want anybody to have private land ownership. That's no. why. You Know to me the symbol of that is that vertical city they're making in Saudi Arabia or wherever yeah, it is, yeah,
1: exactly. That's all the 15 want minute into. cities are, yeah, yeah. When I spoke uh, for the Senate uh, about the national asset companies, that was one of the things I said. I said, uh, I know this all sounds a little fantastical, but if you've actually read their white paper document, they say it, and it's not new. I mean, some of the earliest books were uh, Schumacher. Uh, was in 1973, and he wrote a book called "Small Is Beautiful," and that was one of the first uh, books outlining this type of natural capital accounting. So they were already working on ways to value natural resources. And then there's of course Dieter Helm, who's a huge uh, mover in this in this field, and uh, he wrote a book on natural capital accounting in 2016. Um, there was the uh, Earth Summit in 1992. Uh, And Nancy Pelosi put a bill that's very similar to this America the Beautiful bill. Uh, So there's just, I mean, of course, limits of growth and all of the Club of Rome documents. Yeah, this is E.F. Schumacher. So my my point is really just that yeah, economics as if people mattered. Small is beautiful, and it it just so that people have a sense that and that Rosa uh Corey Rosa Corey I think was one of the uh early who wrote a big uh, document I think it was for the UN. And uh, it's all, all of these principles are encompassed. So, I just, I'm only bringing it up because I want people to understand that none of this is new. Is that, you know, that this a is... guy that's reacting against this plan?
0: The book Pardon? you just showed, Small is Beautiful. Is that a book against this plan or is this the book of the
1: people? No, it, it, it outlines ways that we can uh, value the natural resources. So
0: this is, can you put that up again, that book? Sure. So this. So they are saying on the cover of their book, economics as if people mattered right <laughs> that is extremely creepy yeah but these are guys they're really giving us a system that people don't matter except as except as batteries you know that's that's where this goes it, did you ever see that show black mirror
1: i i've heard so much about okay. it. I probably well, really really got it i think
0: i'm going go to go back and watch it now
1: programming yeah. yeah, this a, is natural capital valuing the planet. This is Dieter Helm and that was 2016. So it was much later, but yeah.
0: Well, th- this episode on Black Mirror is just what you're showing. I mean, it, it it basically it's technocracy where nobody, nobody lives in a house. Nobody lives on land. They're in this 15 minute city and they're, you only see them in a building. You don't, I don't think you ever see them go outside. Because they want to
1: terraform the planet.
0: Yeah. Right. And what he has to do in order to eat and get get air conditioning in his little pod pod enclosure. I mean, literally, it's just this little enclosure that has all sorts of high-tech walls. So it looks like he can have a greenhouse out there, but it's not. It's just all electronics. He has to go and cycle. And he has to get on this bicycle and create energy. He has to produce electricity on this bicycle. And unless you do it by a certain amount, then you... Uh, don't get certain goodies. That's how you
1: wow in
0: a weird way that's what the world is in their mind we know uh, it is
1: what it is yeah. i mean I, and i keep i keep telling people i've been saying this for a long time that it's it's very dystopian, but the silver lining they want to create a technocratic neo-feudal system i, I think they want to create a tra- transhuman leading to post-human world but it is a neo-feudal system and the silver lining in that i know it doesn't sound very positive is that uh feudal lords need serfs to do their bidding to do their work and so that actually gives us a lot of power because yeah we power the system the fiat fiat currency system is a great example of that without us buying into it playing the game believing the lie and perpetuating it the whole thing implodes and they need it to continue uh, because that's what gives them their power that's what gives them their wealth and affluence and abundance and also their control so i think it it that is kind of, uh, it sounds very uh, wharf to think that way, but in some ways it really is the silver lining because it means that they need us. So we do have some power. And they need
0: us, but they don't need us to be, We they need us ignorant and not unified. Of course, yeah. <laughs> that's how they do this. Because if we don't, and, and i'll tell you this is right out of the matrix this is a this is a quote i found out of the matrix and it says the mate is mate. it's the what's this guy's name in the uh oh the black actor that has the black robe on and the sunglasses he's he's the guy that got neo out of the matrix um morpheus okay so okay. morpheus is talking to mate neo about this and he says the matrix is a system neo that system is our enemy but when you're inside you look around what do you see businessmen teachers carpenters lawyers the very minds of the people we're trying to save. But until we do, these people are still part of that system and that makes them our enemy. See, that's yeah. the problem, he's, he's exactly right. The problem is that, in a good example, are the USDA inspectors, right. okay? As long as they believe that they have a reason for being in this job and that they believe in the system, mm-hmm. then they're going to be our enemy. And that's a tough that's a tough thing to swallow um, that we have. To, we are, in a way, the enemy of the people. Uh, sometimes you have to be when you're the when you're the outcrier saying, so our goal here. So our job is waking people up. That's exactly. Really, yeah. That really is the goal. We have to get enough people that understand that the system is rigged and it's an illusion. Yep. Then we can all step out and it won't be a
1: war. You can't defeat an enemy that you don't know exists. So that's right. right. Yeah, I mean, people always say that they're like, you, you talk about such dark, like, you know, disturbing things. And isn't that depressing and blackfilling? And I'm like, no, I think it's empowering and it's encouraging because if you don't know the enemy and you don't know what they're doing, then you have no chance at all. And that's what they want. They want us to be, you know, busy staring at the shadows on the cave and not know that we're actually in a cave. Um, you know, and you worrying about paying our taxes
0: and worrying about paying the money up to these people, yeah. and that's what I was going to say. What people are doing is they're incorporating. Because look at all the—I th- mean, I used to have a tax attorney. I know how this works. I used yeah. to have four corporations. What was this whole? You know, I think part of my life was dedicated to avoiding sending more money than I needed to to the government. Right. Yes, I paid—I paid my legal fair share according to the government tax people, right. but. But I didn't get screwed out of more than I needed to. I right. you know, as as my tax attorney used to tell me, it is not illegal to maximize the tax laws. So this is how when you can afford a tax attorney, when you can right. when you get up to a certain bracket, you can keep your taxes down to very low levels yep. relative to what you would pay if you were just paying like the average guy on the street. But you're you're still paying more than they are. I mean, trust right. me, you know, I've I, you know, most people are not paying in the six digit level. But I'm going right. to tell you that you don't pay relative to your income what other people are paying, and you do it by all these – all these, and people think it's not fair, it's machination, it's just all these tricks. It's just maximizing the tax law. Right. But the tax law doesn't require most people to pay taxes. That's, they, mm-hmm. They're really maximizing the tax code. That's the, that's the key point here. Yeah. It's not what we think. And um, as soon as we quit spending most of our, you know, how many altar pills do you get every year when you have to pay your taxes? What if you didn't have to pay them? What if you didn't have to worry about this guy coming to take your land if you don't scrape up the money to pay your property tax?
1: Right. That's that's
0: where we got to go.
1: I I think that is true. I I absolutely think it's true. It, you know, in some ways, as much as I I can't stand the whole principle of taxes because it does. It's it's theft in my mind. That's literally that theft. theft. Um, but that aside, it's not just theft. It's not just theft of like it's not just pecuniary theft. It's also theft emotionally and your time and energy i mean it's it's soul-sucking when i think it about it, and i mean i'm not in a high bracket but just the amount of time and energy that's devoted to just doing the the math to figure out all the bookkeeping the accounting and all the fear that's associated with what if i do it wrong what if i that's right. You know, right i mean that's soul-sucking it really that's- is so i resent not just the you know the fiscal theft but it's also it really is i think it's it's a robbery of your emotional well-being your soul it's it, it's pretty dark when you think about it it's it's really not not pleasant
0: <laughs> well and and you know think about the other the other aspect of this is people think they're going to get ahead by investing in the stock market I used to think I was going to get ahead by investing in the stock market. And I had, like I say, to avoid paying these big taxes, one of the things you do is you invest in things that Mm -hmm. uh, have have some tax benefits and you also uh, are are in your own uh, retirement plan, for example. Sure. Well, and I did that for years and I worried and fretted about it and, you know, what's happening in the market. And, you know, you'd go into the surgeon's lounge and it was always watching the stock market, you know. That's what my, you know. My my ten year old one time said to me when I said why don't you come in and hang out and all the go well, while I'm making rounds and he said mom I know what they I know what you guys do because I thought you know I thought I'd hang out like I did with my dad when he was a country doctor but we went on house calls he says mom I know what you guys do you sit around in pajamas which is like scrubs he says you sit around in pajamas watch the stock market and tell bad jokes <laughs> <laughs> and complain about everything I said out of the mouth you a brain. smart
1: kid <laughs>
0: I'm a smart kid yeah but uh now I forgot my point there but but, it was something but about the, you math. thought
1: that you were you thought you were getting ahead by investing yeah, you in think you're ahead about
0: investments, and then one day I realized you know it was just one day it was two thousand eight when the crash happened, right you know that it wasn't just. When I really looked at it, I hadn't really been getting ahead before that that much. It looked good because I kept investing in the market. In other words, I'd send my money into, you know, Fisher or whoever it was, and they would, they would, they would, and so I got these beautiful charts. But really, I discovered after 2008, I took uh, who, who's the? He's a he's a pot. He's a big. TV personality. And he's told his wife before the crash to sell everything and to get into gold. Now I didn't do it quite as quickly as he did, but I bought gold at $900 an ounce. And I said, you know what? I just sleep better at night. I decided not to play that game. That was the first thing I got out of was the stock market. I just said, you know, it, they always, you can always, it's like gambling. You can always find somebody that makes all this money in gambling, right? Right. But the average guy doesn't. That movie, The Wolf of Wall Street. You know, yeah. That's that everybody should watch that before you put money in Wall Street. Because it's true. They they mm-hmm. churn around your stocks and you've got a you've got you've got a for everybody that makes a big killing there, uh, most people are having their money, even if they look like it's making money, that's being eaten away by inflation.
1: Well, and not only that, but you know, this is one of the things that just, it killed me is it those to taxes again, is to take your money out of the stock market. Not only do you mo- lose money because you have to right. now sell and liquidate, but then you have to pay taxes. You pay capital gains on on that money that you've taken out. So now think about people who have spent, you know, in some cases, most of their life thinking that they're putting away a beautiful nest egg for whether it be their retirement or to buy their first home or their second, whatever it is, or their it coll- their children's college fund, you know, they're putting all this money away and they have to pay such penalties in taxes that they don't actually get to use that money. I mean, that, that it kills me because there are people who are really, they, they've spent all this time and investment and they've made sacrifices in order to reap the benefits of the savings and, then they have to give this huge chunk to the government and they can't even access the money that they thought was theirs. And that's just really, it's just robbery. It's so cruel.
0: Well, and as an employer, I know, I know that that's horrible because I had an employee that was my office manager for 15 years. She and her husband and I had a, you know, I had a benefit plan for all my employees Mm -hmm. and she came to me and she wanted to take the money out to buy a home. She needed a down payment for a home. No problem. But, I had to take out 30% of what she had in that retirement plan. Now, I had put it in there for her. You know, this right, right, is one of those things where I put it in. It was for her. That was part of her pay, essentially. So I had to take 30% out and send it to the government. It's not like I kept it. It's right. Dennis she didn't get it. It went to these people that didn't contribute a darn thing to our life. Yep.
1: I, I would argue the opposite that they've uh, <laughs> <laughs> taken from our lives, yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, let's pay them a huge sum of money and thank them for making our lives more difficult and more miserable. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. So,
0: well, well, uh any last words? I'm going to have to uh jump, jump off here soon, but um, no,
1: I, I think we, yeah, I would love to do, are. maybe I'll do on your Iowa show and we'll dive into what, what they're doing there because that would I be think great. people just need to be aware of them because if the, I think the best, uh, you know, way to handle this is at the local level. And if people are just aware of what's going on locally and we can, you know, put pressure on our local legislators to make sanctions against it. That's one of the things I told uh, my uh, legislators, and they—they're—they're they're stalling. They're doing these caption bills, and they're busy fighting all of these egregious bills that are coming down. Now they've got a forestry one. Uh, that's I—I ne- I knew initially that it was terrible, but now that I've heard what's happened in Europe, I'm like, this has to be stopped. They have—they've renamed conservation eas- easements to agricultural easements. So we have to push back on that bill. But all this to say that I know Nebraska and and I think Kansas are the two they have actually put uh sanctions against NACs. and I think the next thing is people sure. need to put sanctions against these climate smart commodities because if they can't track it and they can't measure it then they can't enforce it and regulate you so uh, yeah so that that's all I would say the people should look into it and see what they can do to push back as locally as possible and of course thank our sponsors yes thank uh, you
0: rncstore.com forward slash dangerous and improve your immune system. And yes. the other one is our um, brave tv.com again, forward slash dangerous or use dangerous as your code. Brave
1: tv.store. I believe BraveTV.store,
0: Brave it TV. Yeah. Store. Sorry. <laughs> brave tv.store. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So awesome. Well, I, I think right. we've this is definitely dangerous material that I, I have not heard many people talking about no. on the mainstream media. And uh, I, I think, uh, It's just we we need to arm ourselves with this information so we can push back. So, well,
0: and you know why they're not talking about on the mainstream media is they really don't want us to know
1: about it until they get it fully implemented. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Europe. I mean, that that's what we're seeing happen there. So people think that the farmers are – and not, I don't want to say that I don't encourage them to continue to resist, to continue to, you know, stand up. I, I think it's great that they're doing that. But what people don't – I think here don't realize, because you don't have a concept of it, is they're so far Uh, far ahead in this agenda that what they're standing up to, they have so little power left. I mean, these farmers are already completely controlled, regulated. In most cases, they're actually being paid not to farm.
0: They subsidize. And that's how it
1: started in my state.
0: That's how it started in American farming. You know, farmers were some of the most conservative, non-government intrusion people in the world. And then the government started paying them. Yep. You know? whatever
1: the government funds it runs so yeah,
0: there you, there you have it yeah don't let them fund well, you that's Take right path
1: of, uh, yeah it, it might not be the least resistant but i think we're better off in the, the end so <laughs> all right Alrighty. well thank you
0: all righty we'll see you guys next week
1: Yes.